0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, wa ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam We continue the explanation of Umdatul Ahkam, the reference on ruling And we have reached the chapter, Babul Ghusli Minal Janaba chapter Ghusl from Janaba Ghusl from Janaba, Janaba is the state of major impurity, ritual impurity due to sexual impurity defilment, as we'll explain. We know that the Tahara from the ritual impurity is a condition from the conditions of Salah. Salah is invalid without the purification. And the ritual impurities are of two types, (coughs) minor or lesser, which necessitates wudu, and the second major or greater, which necessitates ghusl. Now, the ghusl bathing or based on bathing is of two types obligatory and recommended. Obligatory and recommended. That which is obligatory. is divided itself into two types. The obligatory itself is divided into two types. One, obligation by agreement, meaning, scholars are on agreement regarding it being an obligation. And this includes al-janaba, ghusl from janaba ghusl following sexual defilement. second ghusl from haid following menses purification from menses third ghusl following nifas postnatal bleed, uh, bleeding And fourth, تغسيل mayit غسل of the deceased body washing the deceased body. These are agreed upon obligations. Agreed upon غسل as an obligation act. The second, under the obligatory, are the ghusls where there is ikhtilaf regarding their obligation. Ghusl where there is ikhtilaf, difference of opinion, regarding their obligation. And they include ghusl al-jumu'ah, ghusl the ghusl of Friday second iqtisalul kafiri idha aslam the ghusl of the kafir upon accepting Islam these are two where there is iqtilaaf regarding the obligation Concerning them. As to the recommended and praiseworthy ghusl, this includes the ghusl for the two aids, the ghusl for the two aids, and the ghusl for entering the state of Ihram in Hajj or Umrah, and some scholars had counted the recommended to reach almost 16 kinds, including for example, ghusl for the day of Arafah, and the like. As to the topic of today, the from sexual defilement from janaba janaba in origin means being far away or away the term janaba means being away or far away in this case it refers to semen ejaculation. It is called janaba because the semen moves away from its place, moves away from its place upon ejaculating. And that's why it is called janaba. A person is called Junub a person is called Junub as being in a state of Janaba he is called Junub because the water meaning the semen moved away from its place and also because he is being kept away from performing Salah now who is considered Junub. The Junub is the one who is necessitated to is necessitated for him to make wusul due to inzal semen ejaculation, or intercourse, or due to intercourse, even though he may not ejaculate, even though the person may not ejaculate. This is the one who is in a state of sexual defilement, or janabah. Now to the hadith, the first hadith under this chapter. فانخنست منه فذهبت فاغتسلت ثم جئت فقال أين كنت يا أبا هريرة قال كنت جنبا فكرهت أن أجالسك وأنا على, طه على غير طهارة فقال أي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Subhanallah, inna al-Muslima la yenjus. Inna muslima la yenjus. Abi Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrated Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa came across me in one of the streets of Medina. And at that time I was junub. So I slipped away from him and went to take a Bath and went to take a bath to take a ghusl. On my return, the Prophet ﷺ said, "Where have you been, O Abu Huraira? Where have you been?" I replied, "I was Junub, so I dislike to sit in your company." So I disliked to sit in your company. The Prophet ﷺ said, Subhanallah, a believer never becomes impure. This is the narration. Abu Huraira رضي anhu We gave a biography of him in hadith number two. The subject matter of this hadith is بَيَانُ حُكْمِ ومجالسته. The ruling concerning the junub and sitting with the junub. The Prophet ﷺ was highly esteemed by his companions. And a vivid example is this hadith. What occurred to Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنه when the Prophet ﷺ met him in some of the streets of Medina and so he took by his hand and walked with him until the Prophet ﷺ sat and Abu Huraira was in a state of Janaba, he was Junub and so he disliked to sit with the Prince Angel ﷺ not being in a state of ritual Purity. So he slipped away quietly and went and took a bath. Then he returned to the Prophet's council and so he asked him where did he go. So he told him of his condition and that he went to take the ghusl from Janaba so that he becomes pure when he sits with the Prophet. So the Prophet ﷺ said in an amazing way, or and he astonished from the situation of Abu Huraira when he, when Abu Hurairah took that the Muslim in the state of janaba, the state of janaba takes away the purity of the Muslim or the believer, and the Prophet ﷺ said that the Muslim since he is submitting to the deen of Allah and his Sharia, is not impure, because his heart is pure, and so his creed. The benefits of this hadith, number one. Permissibility of the person to talk about himself in matters where it is kind of shy to, to talk about, but since there is a benefit involved, then in this case it is permissible. When there is a benefit to talk about oneself, in that which may be any you know, something the person would be shy about, to talk about, but it is permissible, again, if this is done for a maslaha, for a benefit. And if there is also a need. As came earlier with us, in the discussion of Hadith Ali with Al-Miqdad, when Ali radiyallahu ta'ala anhu sent Al-Miqdad to ask the Prophet sallallahu in order to gain fatwa from the Prophet alayhi Concerning him and Fatima The second benefit is the care of the Prophet regarding his companions And checking On their Affairs Out of care The third benefit Is the magnification of the companions with regard to the Prophet ﷺ, their magnification of him, the companions magnifying the Prophet ﷺ. And this is evident in the action of Abu Huraira when he did not want to sit with the Prophet ﷺ while being in a state of Janabah. The fourth benefit is saying, SubhanAllah, if someone is amazed or astonished about something. (coughs) The fifth benefit, the Junub does not become impure, because the Mu'min is Tahir. From this, it is understood This implies that the kafir is impure. This implies that the kafir is impure, meaning physically. However, the impurity of the kafir, najasatul kafir, It's not uh, due to something physical, but rather it is intangible. Meaning, uh, due to the impurity of shirk. So what is intended is his impurity of shirk and his wicked creed. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّمَا Verily the mushriks are najas, impure. This refers to the intangible. Al-Najas al-Majnawiyya. Intangible, impurity. Because of his wicked creed. But the believer is not. The next benefit, permissibility to delay the Rusul from janaba, if the salah is not immediate. But if a person now intends to perform the salah, then he should hasten to take the ghusl. The next benefit It is praiseworthy that when the person sits with the people of knowledge, is to be on the best condition. These are some of the benefits deduced from this hadith. we mentioned over and over again that the meaning of SubhanAllah is declaring Allah the Most High free of all imperfection and defects so it is a glorification statement as to benefit number three once that to be repeated is the magnification by the sahaba of the prophet alayhi and respect this is the benefit walhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam